You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 70. The PC era has begun. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, you can find us on Facebook as well. Or email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, this is not the uh, episode 70 I had in mind when we wrapped up episode number 69. Well, you know how they're always advertising those North Shore adult diapers uh, on the on, on the Cubs score <laughs> broadcast? I sure hope they brought a whole bunch of those because the Cubs just crapped themselves in Colorado. Wow. Wow. That's a good plug for them. Uh, but, yeah, they, they sure did. That was uh, really, really, really bad. Really, really, really bad. I'm really upset right now, Crowley. I'll just tell you that. It's going to be even worse, I'm sure, tomorrow with Mully and Haw. But let's get after it. Uh, game number one, Jordan Wicks going. Yeah, lots of good and lots of bad this game. Uh, look, I never want to get negative about a Cubs victory, but right away there was some concerning issues about this series, even though the Cubs got to fly the W. On the positive side, Jordan Wick continues to impress. He threw a second straight quality start, going six innings, giving up three hits, one run, two Ks, and one walk. Like we discussed, he's not a big strikeout guy. Uh, along with the two strikeouts, 11 of the 15 outs he got were on balls hit on the ground. His only blemish was a one run in the first that came off a leadoff double by Charlie Blackman. And then Wicks induced three straight ground outs, which allowed Blackman to kind of just move around and score. Rockies were up one nothing early. But Dustin, it's the offense that still has me concerned. I brought this up in the Arizona series where, you know, I know they faced a couple good pitchers, but trust me, there was a lot of bad in that offense. The Rockies are a last place team, Dustin, and they're 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 nine games under at Coors Field, which is unusual. Usually that team plays good at home and can't play anywhere else. You know, and their starting pitcher, Kyle Freeland, had an ERA over five, right? I was hoping this was going to be the series that the offense would break out, but it didn't happen. The Cubs got their first base runner in the third inning when Jan Gomes let off with a single, followed by singles from Patrick Wisdom and Nick Magical to tie the game at one. But with runners at first and second and no outs, Freeland got Morel to fly out, Nico to line out, and Bellinger to ground out. So they left him off the hook there, and we're going to keep talking about this. Um, to be fair, Char- Charlie Blackman did rob Nico of extra bases on that lineout, but yeah, the result's sure still did. the same. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, Christopher Morel untied it in the fifth with a mammoth 466-foot home run to center. Uh, that was back-to-back homer in some games for Morel, and he had three in his last five games. So it looks like he might be starting to heat up, but eh. Cody Bellinger doubled in the sixth. Seah uh, singled to put runners at the corners, but Danfey would strike out. Seah would advance to second out of wild pitch. So runners at second, third went out for Ian Happ, who has moved down in the order for the second game in a row, but he struck out on a foul tip. Uh, you know, second and third, Dustin went out. You got to find a way to get the runner home. You can't, you can't strike out there. No. Cannot strike out there, especially when you've moved down in the lineup like he has. You would think it's a little little less pressure, but uh, not so far so good in this situation. Well, luckily, Mr. Clutchion Gomes singled. Bellinger scored easily to make it 3-1, to one, and Seah should have scored, but was thrown out of the at the plate. For well, should he have been running, though? I mean, I, you say he should have scored. I did, yeah. Did you, did you like that them being that aggressive at that point? Well, Rick Sutcliffe did a good job describing it on Marquee. He was with Pat um, for the series. He hesitated with two outs. There's no reason to hesitate. It doesn't matter what happens at that point. But once so you, you just, hesitate, once you ha- – and that's what I'm saying. Like, once you hesitate, you've got to know I hesitated. You know what so I mean? Just because I'm, just because you should have done the right thing with two outs. And you're, you and Rick Sutcliffe are right, but we saw that he hesitated. 
I, so he should have stopped. Even, or or the third base coach should have said, "Stop, stop." You have. I, I think. Stop. I think the there. I think there's the issue of the hesitation, and then I think if he goes for a hook slide, he just went straight into the. It was catcher. a lazy. It was a lazy slide. It was just a bad slide, slide. And, and, yep. and 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 he was just barely tagged out. He doesn't lazy hesitate. Slide. He has a better slide. Then he's he's safe. So I I don't think that that was wrong, but. That's just the beginning of the Cubs base running blunders. Freeland, mediocre pitcher in Colorado with an over five ERA, is able to go six innings, gave up three runs on eight hits. I felt the Cubs should have finished his night early in the third and the sixth, but they couldn't get the big hit. Um, a cool moment did occur, though, Dustin, in the top of the seventh when Mike Talkman led off the inning with a single, and in came Pete Crow Armstrong to pinch run, made his major league debut. Ironically enough, he gets a head nod from Rockies first baseman Chris Bryant who was once the hot anticipated prospect. Just one of those cool baseball moments where the past meets the future in a way that only those two guys could understand as far as the pressure of being that next big Cubs, you know, hopefully legend. Uh, David Ross put the hit, on, hit and run on and PCA made it to second, but Magic was out at first. Then PCA was uh, thrown out trying to steal third on a great throw by Elias Diaz. Either way, PCA stayed in the game and Cup fans finally got to see his professional debut. Uh, the bottom of the seventh wasn't so cool. Jose Coas came into the game to relieve Jordan Wicks, got the first two batters out, but he would give up a single to Elias Diaz, hit Elahurias Montero with a pitch to put the tying run at first, then gave up a double to pinch hitter Hunter Goodman to make it a 3-2 ball games. Runners at second and third, still two outs, and then Coas gave up a single to Brenton Doyle to put the Rockies ahead for the first time in the game, 4-3. Coas' night was over, and Drew Smiley took over to end the inning. He got out of the inning without further damage behind a strong eighth inning and got the first out in the ninth inning before being pulled. As Andy Martinez of Marquee Network pointed out, Smiley has a 1.69 ERA and 10.2 innings of relief, although he did give up a run today. Down 4-3 to three in the ninth, looking like another game was slipping away. The Cubs got lucky. Dansby Swanson hit one to center field, uh, and it, it hit off Bretton Doyle's glove off the heel of the glove. That would allow Dansby to reach second. Um, for some odd reason, they didn't call it an error. They call <laughs> they call that a double, which I don't know what MLB is doing as far as that. That's an off-season conversation we need to have. But Ian Happ then drew a walk, and with Jan Gomes at the plate, Dansby and Ian ex execute a risky double steal, both runners safe. I don't know, Dustin, and maybe the afternoon show can find out if that was called by Ross or Swanson decided to go on his own, but it worked. And Jan Gomes hits a single uh, that scores both runners. Cubs retake the lead 5-4. to four. There's still zeros out. So Miles Mastrobani comes in as a pinch running for Gomes. Ross had PCA bunt him to second for the first out. My what eyes are rolling. What you think about that? that? <laughs> okay. I was wondering when that happened. Eyes are rolling. I thought of, I thought of you. I thought of you when that if, happened. If, I was, if it was ever to happen, at least I believe PCA could run it out. But still, you know, whatever. Um, magical grounds out. Morel lines out. Big shock. The bunt didn't work. Momentum's on the Cubs' side, right? Smiley gets lefty Ryan McMahon for the first out of the bottom of the ninth, but then takes him out to put in Michael Fulmer, who just come off the DL. He walks the first batter he faced, hits the next batter with a pitch. Winning run is now in first with one out, but Fulmer settled down and struck out the next two batters for the W. Thank God for small favors on that one. But the Cubs scored five runs on 12 hits. Jan Gomes was the hero going three for four, three RBIs, including the tying and going head run. The team was four for 11 with runners in scoring position, but two of those, Dustin, were from Jan Gomes. Yeah, uh, Jan Gomes was Mr. Clutch in that game. There's no doubt about that. And listen, boy, as we as we go through this, thank goodness they were able to get done what they got done in that game. Yep, they, were, they, they blew that lead and they almost let it slip away. All right, game number two. 
Javier Assad, Cubs lead the series one to nothing. And uh, Chris Flexen, the guy that we fully expected the Cubs offense to take full advantage of, is on the mound for the Rockies. Yep, the Pete Crow era, Creek Arm, Pete Crow Armstrong era, officially began as he got his first start in the major leagues. Didn't take long for him to make an impact in the very first inning with one out and one on. Nolan Jones lines one to the left center, and PCA makes an unbelievable catch to Rob Jones of extra bases. Then in the bottom of the first, Dansby Swanson hit a triple, say a Suzuki singled, and the Cubs are up one nothing. Jan Gomez would single to put the Cubs at the corners, and PCA hit one that went off starter Chris Flexen's gloves. The Rockies were able to get Gomes at second, but definitely not to turn a double play on that. Now with PCA running, Saya would score and the Cubs would lead to nothing. Now that lead was not going to hold his Javier aside. Of course not. Well, it's not two nothings. Never not gonna in be enough. No, not never. Two runs never enough in Colorado. But uh, Javier aside for the second game had he had trouble with control and 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 you know this is what you worry about when you have these young guys going longer and pitching more than they ever have before. He had to deal with a lot of traffic on the bases. In the first inning, the Rockies had two runners on base. In the second inning, the Rockies had the bases loaded and would have scored a run if it weren't for a bad base running play on the Rockies' part. And the Rockies had one runner in scoring position in the third. So Assad's on this tight wire act, and it ended in the fourth when he let off the inning by giving up a walk, hit the next batter, and walked the next batter to load the bases. So here you are in Colorado, walk, hit the batter, and walk. That's just not going to play. Um, he did get Charlie Blackman to pop up in the infield for the first out. And you're thinking, okay, maybe one more time he's going to get out of it again. But he ran out of luck and the Colorado Rockies ran into some luck. Chris Bryant up to bat. We talked about him. He was coming off the IL. He couldn't wait three days, but nope. He had to come off the IL for this series. Bases he had it loaded circled one. on his calendar, Crowley. He had it circled on his calendar. He's a bad, <laughs> he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. I'm not a fan anymore. With Chris Bryant up the bat and the bases loaded, he tried to check his swing and pull the bat back, Dustin, but the ball hit the bat and the ball fell harmlessly over first baseman Cody Bellinger's head and the game was tied at two. With runners at the corners, Ross went with Luke Little to face the Rockies' lefties. Nolan Jones then checked his swing and a little roller went to first base. Another run's going to score and the Rockies are up three to two. Three RBIs, Dustin, on two oops check swings. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, and then, no luck for the Cubs out in Colorado, that's for sure. The Rockies got another gift when Elias Diaz hit a ball, and then second base umpire Brian Walsh screened Nico Horner. He couldn't make the play, so now the the Cubs were down 4-2. to two. So to sum up the inning, two walks, one hit by pitch, two accidental check swing runs, scoring plays, and one screen by the umpire, and the Cubs are down. But, Dustin, what really frustrated Cub fans this series was a couple of key base running errors. In the first with two oh, outs, Ian Hab threw a walk, and Cody Bellinger singled but was thrown out at second. Would have been runners at the corners with two outs. Instead, the inning's over. In the second inning with two runs in, Pete C.A. was caught trying to steal second. And then in the fifth, after the Rockies scored four runs to take the lead, Nick Madrigal hits a leadoff double that he tried to stretch into a triple and was thrown out at third. Willie Harris was trying to give him the stop sign. Didn't happen. After Morell struck out, Nico singled, and that would have scored a run. Um, Dustin, for the second straight night, the Cubs made a mediocre Rocky starter look like an all-star. Flexen went 5.1 innings, gave up nine hits. He issued two walks, so maybe not an all-star, but you couldn't score runs off him, right? He struck out five, but he only gave up two runs. So think about this. Nine hits, two walks. That's 11 base runners in half a game, and you only score two runs on that. Yeah, I'm guessing the uh, runners with scoring, runners in scoring position stats, not going to look very good. 
Nope. A one-out single in the sixth inning knocked him out of the game. And with relief pitcher Jake Bird on the mound, Seiya Suzuki hit a two-run homer and the game was tied at four. That lead didn't last long as Daniel Palencia came in in the bottom of the sixth. And with one out, he gave up a homer to Chris Bryant. Um, that was the first Chris Bryant homer against the Cubs. And they were now trailing five to four. The Cubs added, the Rockies would add one more run in the seventh to make it six to four. And that was a final. So the Cubs scored four runs on 10 hits, four walks. They were one for four with runners in scoring position. But to me, there were three positive things that stuck out from the game. Number one, Say Suzuki continues his impressive hitting, going three for four with three RBIs. Now if we could just teach him how to run the bases. Right. And number two, Brad Boxberger returned for the first time since May, and he pitched a scoreless inning. And Pete Crow Armstrong made two sensational catches. We talked about the first one. But the second one, Dustin, to me, was the more impressive. I mean, that one, he came out like a streak of lightning on that one and and robbed Nolan Jones for the second time. You had to wonder, Jones had to have been thinking about what he did to piss off PCA. He needed to cover on that one, Dustin, 98 feet in 4.9 seconds. I think the stat I saw was a 97% 97 likelihood that that's a hit. I mean, that's what you're going to have is you're going to have elite elite defense. Yeah. Not so elite at the plate, but we'll get no, into not that. Yet. Not yet, but uh, you know, that's, that's what you expect with the, I mean, it's not, it's rare. But how about, how about, how about let's stick with that game for a second. Okay. Let, let's okay. stick, let's stick with that game. What was going on in the, in the, in the top of the ninth inning? Why would he, why would he let Pete Crow Armstrong bat in that situation? Why now today, today we're going to get into game three in a little bit. But why in game two, why do I know that Pete Crow Armstrong should have been pinch hit for in the ninth inning? I think that, you know, a lot of these times you're going to give this guy a shot, roll the dice. And why, see well, are we developing do. players or are we trying to win games? You can't have it both ways. Which one is it? Which well, one is it, David? I, 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 would, that's I know a that's good question. we're going to talk about, but which <laughs> one is it, right? Uh, you know, on the, on the afternoon or the midday show, we're trying to develop. This isn't the time to develop. We're trying to win games. Oh, but now we have a chance in Colorado – we have already given the guy an opportunity. We took the bat out of his hands the first time. He didn't do well the other times. And now we're going to let him bat in the top of the ninth when we're trying to win a game? Huh? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Very confusing. All right, so that's a wrap of game two. The series is tied 1-1. Jamison Tyone had a really good start last Friday. Unfortunately, they ran into the uh, best pitcher on the Snakes. So now he's back out today, and we're hoping that he can put two good starts in a row together. What happened? Yeah, you know, it, it, you're taking a look at, at a last-place Rockies team, and they could not afford to lose their series. Everyone's looking at Tyone. Started off in a good note. Chris Nor- Christopher Morell led off with a double, advancing to third on a single by Nico and scoring on a sack fly to make it one nothing Cubs. Tyone followed that up with a 1-2-3 inning, 2Ks. You're feeling good. The Cubs loaded the bases in the second with one out, but could not score a run with PCA struck out and Christopher Morrell grounded out. They were able to cash in some runs in the third. Nico and Cody led off with singles, and Dansby doubled the score. Nico and the Cubs were up 2-0. Saya hit a sack fly to make it 3-0. But with Swanson on third and only one out, Ian Happ popped to second, and Patrick Wisdom flied out. That's runs that you left on the board right there, Dustin. Yeah. Um, the Rockies got on the board in the bottom of the fourth when Tyone walked Bryant with one out. Eliuris Montero flied out, but with two outs, Ryan McMahon hit one that PCA lost in the sun. The inning continues the runners at first and third. And Ezekiel Tovar made the Cubs pay with a single to make it three to one. 
Dustin, we talked a lot of times about stepping on the throat of your opponent and how the Cubs would sometimes score early and then not again for the rest of the game and how that's just not a good recipe, but it is even worse when you're playing in the high altitude of Coors Field, and that is exactly what happened. They scored three early and nothing the rest of the game. No, and again, we talked about it in the talking about the second game. Three runs, two runs, that's not going to get it done. You got to get at least five. You got to get at least five every time in Colorado, or your chances of winning are probably 50-50. Now, in the bottom of the fifth, the wheels fell off the Cubs with one out, Austin Wynn singled, and then Nolan Jones. (laughs) Nolan Jones, who was robbed of extra base hits twice the game before by PCA, put one where no one could catch it, 452 feet in left center. Game was tied at three. Tyone got the next batter out for the second out of the inning, but with Chris Bryant at bat, KB hit one deep to left center. Hap was there, but at the last second, he looked, I think, at PCA, who was backing up the play behind him, and the ball popped out of his glove. Ian is charged with the air, and the next batter, Elahuris Montero, homeward to put the Rockies up 5-3. to three. Tyone would finally get out of the inning, but the damage was done. He went five innings. He gave up five runs, Dustin, but only three were earned because of these errors, the two errors, you could honestly, Dustin say that out of the three runs, the three earned runs, it should only be two because Pete Crow should have made that play in center. So it really was like two earned runs and and, and seven hits and five K's one walk. And And he's got to learn, he's going to learn the parks. He's going to learn the sun in different parks. I mean, it's all part of, it's all part of the learning process, but again, are we developing players or are we trying to win games? Kind of hard to do both at the same time, in my opinion. Right. My, I, I, my, we'll, we'll talk about that. But Hayden Wesniski would give up one run in 1.1 innings of work. Smiley gave up one run, a home run in 0.2 innings of work. Brad Boxberger pitched another scoreless inning. The Cubs had one last chance down 7-3 to three in the top of the eighth with, when they loaded the bases with one out. But Jan Gomes and Christopher Morell, two guys with plenty of clutch hits, both flied out. The Cubs scored three runs on 11 hits, three for 12 with runners in scoring position. They left 11 Man on base, Dustin. Just sickening. Absolutely I mean, sickening. It was pathetic. This is a Rockies team, Dustin, that lost 17 of their last 20 games. They are 40 games under 500. Let me re- repeat that right there. 40 games under 500, and you completely embarrassed yourselves. Dustin, all losses count the same if they happen in April or September or whatever. But if the Cubs do not make the postseason, I promise Cub fans will remember this Colorado series. Yeah, this is one you can circle, right? We talk about circle games, right? And uh, ugh, what a just a ugh, just just a terrible, terrible effort. I, I I just wonder is you know is the excuse going to be that they're out of gas? Is that is that what it? Because they played a ton of games. They played thirteen. They played 13 days in a row, I believe. Right. So oh, is, yeah. is that, is that, a, is that, a, is that an excuse in your opinion? Well, if that, if, if that's the issue that you feel, then why didn't you start uh, Alexander Canario, who I think is on a, on the side of a milk carton? You, yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't give anybody a day off even when you're playing double headers. Right. I, I, right. I, I mean, I was surprised. I was surprised. I was surprised that PCA started today. I thought he would get the day off. And if they were in a position in the seventh inning, let's say, to hold on to a lead, that then we would see him out there. I mean, it's a huge outfield in Denver. I get you it. saw, I get you it. saw all the plays that he made. There's no way no one else. Bellinger's a little nicked up. Talkman doesn't make half those plays, so it could have been way worse. I, I'm not that upset with the situation of playing him. I'm, I don't think he wanted to. I think his hand was kind of forced, to be honest.